Ben, welcome to the Bleacher Connection with your hosts, Ken and Trevor. As always, we are part of the Unhinged Radio Network, powered by Belly Up Sports. Make sure to find Trevor and I on social media. Trevor's at the BleacherCon1. I'm at the BleacherCon2. That's on Twitter. And you always find us on our Facebook page, the Bleacher Connection Podcast. Trevor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Ken. And yourself? Not too bad. So why don't we uh, jump right into it, Trevor? What do we got for our listeners today? Uh, you bet. Well, as teased uh, go two weeks ago on the episode, and after some uh, technical difficulties last week where uh, one of you forgot to hit the record button, uh, Ken and I are going back to the league we love to talk Canadian football today with a very special guest. Joining us for the second week in a row on today's show, and this time the listeners will get to hear it, one of the it biggest fans... One of the biggest fans of the Canadian Football League in all of Canada. Having recently completed his second CFL Cross Canada Stadium Tour, we are extremely excited to share some stories about the league we all love so much with today's guest. Without further ado, we are very proud to welcome back to our show, well-known on social media as the CFL hobo, Jason Mullis. Welcome to the Bleacher Connection, Jason. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going, Jason? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you just got home from a trip to Hamilton for the game. Yeah, my we're I wanted to leave at five a.m. and be there at eleven, and my son is like, "No, no, daddy, we leave at four and we get there at 10. So we got we and the traffic was amazing. So we got there at nine forty-four. So we started tailgating from nine forty-four until game time. Nice, nice. So that's a, that's a good day. I saw you post on Facebook. There's a couple of good uh, photos with your boys sitting in some lawn chairs tailgating and oh, and. Yeah, Joining some of the, the local delicacy, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah. Lots of tailgating in Hamilton. And uh, and I finally found out Man, Manny, he's the one that gave me my name two years ago. He was on Facebook and he'd be like, oh, he's CFL Hobo. And it just stuck. So I finally found out who gave me my name. It was pretty cool. So I guess for the listeners out there, Jason, what what is the CFL Hobo? What, how come you got that nickname? Um, One, because it's CFL. And the hobo is, it all started because when I drove across Canada, I don't stay in places usually, unless I'm there for a few days. I'm usually sleeping in my van and I'm driving all night. So hobos do that in backs of trains and stuff. So I was in my vehicle and he put, he, and then he was like, hey, why don't you call yourself the CFO hobo? And it just stuck. I've been running with it ever since. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. How, how was the game in Hamilton? Wow. It was if without the interceptions, we would have never. I don't even know how we didn't score touchdowns until the fourth. Usually, we fall apart in the fourth, and it was just it wasn't a game that I was impressed with because they need they need a lot of pieces. Because if that was Montreal or Toronto or Winnipeg, we would got crushed last night. We won in the end. It was a great game. That's all we can say. Yeah, it, uh, I was watching the game, and, and I would agree with your sentiment. It was, um, wow, was a good word for it. The uh, first half was uh, very difficult to watch. Uh, I, I meant, ended up missing a large portion of the second half where I see uh, Hamilton took the game over. What was the final, like 32-3 to three or something like yeah, that? 32-3. Yeah. yeah, what a that, that red-black team, I don't know. They're by far, I think, I, the worst team in the league. Yeah, they, they are, but... We, we Hamilton was at that point at one time in in the last you know we were one in seventeen at one time, we only beat Saskatchewan so it happens you know what I mean to every team. This year, it's it's different. Like you look at some of the scores are all, a lot of low scoring games, a lot of kickers winning games besides Winnipeg, but 
it's just like a lot of players and stuff. You just feel they're not on the same page. You know what I mean? With the quarterback. So we have some stuff to work on in that sense and everything. So, and, and the injury to the, the Argo player on Friday, which I hope he's okay. Looked like he broke his leg. Yeah. And Hoon yeah. or whatever. So I'm praying for him. Yeah. It's never good. It's almost like they, the year and a half has really had an effect on player stamina and maybe some guys are you know trying to catch their win now that the season's deep into it yeah. but i mean ottawa did put up more points than bc uh this weekend so that that hurts a little bit <laughs> yeah well, that was a blow Ken and i are both licking our wounds this morning so why don't you give your your take of what you saw for the rest of the week on on the cfl the the cfl was doing pretty good like the montreal game i did not expect a backup shelts or whatever name is to come in and just wow he was throwing bombs like you know what i mean he he was hitting points like he had played in the cfl for 10 years like he did not look like a rookie at all and then but soon as um he went the um defensive lineman went down for toronto it just looked like they were lost without him and they to get 203 rushing yards that is that's bad. <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> for Montreal, and but two hundred three rushing yards is is amazing. But once the defense went, the player went out with his broken leg. It looked like it looked like Toronto didn't know what to do. And yeah, the Winnipeg I, game, I didn't get to see. I heard about it, and it's just that's a blowout. That's there's what can you take away from that? You guys, there's one think? one thing I can take away. Winnipeg is by far the best team in the league. I, yeah. I want to ask you the question: Who's the second best team in the league? I can't. I can't even answer that. You look at all the teams. You don't know who. One week they look like nothing. The next week they look good. But no matter Winnipeg wins, loses, it's all about the final game. You know what I mean? Hamilton was on fire in two nineteen. We went to the Grey Cup and we shit the you know the bad. We were bad. We didn't look like a team at all. Anything can happen. But right now Winnipeg is. Everybody's saying the front runner to win the Grey Cup after what twenty nine years they're going to win might win back to back. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's not even close right now. Like even looking at the standings, Toronto at, at uh, six and four, Montreal's at six and four, and Toronto was probably you know not the strongest. You know, when you talk about first place teams, they got holes, and Montreal, you know, Schultz played well in that game, and you're playing uh, Toronto and. Can he come out? Like, who's going to be the quarterback next weekend? Though you got Harris there now, so Harris I, hasn't hasn't been going. So do you continue with uh, Schultz? I I agree that Schultz had me. He took the handle and he's got to play. If he if plays as good as in the second game and as the first is in the second game, you have to keep him in because agree, yeah. you know what I mean. You can't just throw pull somebody because Harris. Yeah, Harris has been around for a while and stuff. But until Shirts drops the ball, you can't pull him like that because what if he does that the second game? You know what I mean? They're tied with Toronto right now. As far as I know, Montreal takes the the first place over Toronto, I guess. They do, yeah. Yeah. So you got to give it to him. And I don't, and if you never know the CFL because um, Harris could get thrown in. But if, if Harris does get the start and looks bad in the first quarter, I think then you go back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And out West, the, the Riders overcame a major mental block, beating the Stampeders. 
and Cody Fajardo picking up his first win and, and Craig Dickinson finally beating his brother. And yeah, after Winnipeg, it's, it's a bit of a dog's breakfast out West. It's I, I think Saskatchewan's the next best team. Bo Levi Mitchell reverted back to early Bo Levi Mitchell and looked just terrible last night. There was some hope that uh, he had turned a corner. I, I don't know. It's after Winnipeg, it's kind of Winnipeg, uh, Saskatchewan, Calgary, BC, I think in that order, but any of those teams can win any week. So, and, and then Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not playing Winnipeg. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Them teams, it's like the whole East and West. Like nobody in the East, you don't know who's going to win. And then in the West, you know, Winnipeg is going to win, but you don't know who else is going to win because Saskatchewan plays pretty bad against Calgary. And then they win last night. You know what I mean? And it wasn't by much either. You know what I mean? A field goal or something. Yeah, I was, uh, the Stampeders had a chance to get an onside kick late in the game and they scored a touchdown with a minute left, but couldn't, couldn't get the kick. And it was just, it looked like two bad teams playing each other last night. Neither offense could do anything. And the defenses were just far superior. Uh, again, neither of those teams looked like they would beat Winnipeg in a West final. And now we know that the West final will be in Winnipeg. Yeah, but isn't there a player player or two from Winnipeg that can't fly or be in the playoffs? That I'm not sure. That's quite yeah. possible. Their, their depth, though, I mean, they showed it last night. They had no Andrew Harris. They were on their second or third running back. And, I mean, BC wasn't playing well at all. I kind of gave up on the game in the fourth quarter, which I rarely do, but at 45, nothing, I think with two minutes left, I think it was safe to walk away. Um, yeah, they, their depth is huge throughout that team. And oh, they, they all came back. They have the whole team back. Yeah. yeah they, they just got Winston Rose. They, they signed Shaq Cooper after BC released him. So, and he didn't even play. Like, I didn't even see him step on the field. And they're just so deep that whoever wins the West semifinal is in in for a, a tough one in Winnipeg. They're used to that oh, yeah. cold. They're used to that that stadium. It's loud. Um, yeah, the West, you could always put a big Winnipeg W next to it. And yeah, there was there 23,000 in Winnipeg last night. But they also played on a game the Jets played too, right? Yeah. So that's why it was... There's people, the numbers are, they're not. You got to look what's playing in Winnipeg. The Jets come first. Everybody knows that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a lot of people have tickets for both, and you know where they're going. Yeah. Yeah. So. I was actually surprised the uh, crowd in Calgary last night for a Stampeders Riders game was a lot uh, smaller than expected. Now, to be fair, it was very cold and a chance of a lot of rain. So I can get that. But normally you got 30, 35,000 at a Stampeders. Rough Riders game, and I would venture there was twenty five thousand last night. If that, yeah, the numbers got to come up. It's, it's and then like the we need the new generation to be brought up. Like I bring my kids to every game, and they love it. My I don't, and my my kid knows most of the teams and stuff. And the and the players are amazing. If you see on my Facebook today that I put a lot of pictures with players and La Police, he. He said something that really shocked me last night. Like, um, Fantuz was there from the Ticats, and yeah. he and police are really good friends. And they were talking and stuff, and he goes, I, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to talk to him next. And I, I was waiting, and he took off his mask. We took a picture and stuff, and he, go, and, he, and he looked at me, and it was a shock. He said, thank you for what you're doing for the CFL. And it was just like, 
I just stood there for a minute, right? Like I didn't, because I know a lot of players and coaches know who I am, right? Yeah. But just for him to say that, and I put it on Facebook today, and a lot of people love LaPlice. Like, you know what I mean? He just got the, where he's coaching right now, it'll pick up in Ottawa. I hope for him and his career and stuff, he's been an awesome coach. Yeah, for those that don't know, on Jason's Facebook page, uh, CFL Hobo, he, was, he posted a bunch of pictures with you know him with Paul Lapolice and I believe Andy Fantuz and probably about a dozen other uh, Ottawa uh, Red Black players. It was that was awesome. It's to be able to get that close of an access to the players is truly a unique experience. The, the but, CFL does a good job of going to the schools and getting to the kids, which is good. I, I really like that about it. And all the players, so the ones that we've kind of talked to, even the coaches, they they really enjoy that part of the CFL of being part of the league. I think what the league needs to do, and Jason, maybe get your opinion on it, is I think they got to get more into the interactive, more into the the game side of things to to try and grab that little bit of a that preteen, you know, middle group yeah. that are really going to be the next generation of fans the next ones with coming into money with jobs and, you know, want to look to spend, spend it. They got to find ways to get them involved and realize how great this league is. What's your thoughts on that? The the one thing I got to say, if you ever been to Hamilton and stuff there, we have a generation coming up. That's the thing about Hamilton. What we don't see what we see across the league is in Hamilton. There is a lot of younger generation. Because in Hamilton, we bring up everybody. It's just like Saskatchewan. You're born, you're six hours old, you have a headset on and you're in the stands so you don't hear the noise, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just, in Hamilton, um, they, with the COVID thing, we used to have people, like after the game, you could go on the field and do stuff, with, and some of the players would come out, you know what I mean? And they need to show the public of what they do more of. In Hamilton, you see it a lot. In other communities, you don't see that as much. They need to tell the people that they're out there in the community. They're pushing towards families and stuff. And I think they need a family package for ticket sales and stuff. Because there's most teams, they give a few cents here. But there, there is certain teams, like Ottawa, is where you pay adult prices for tickets. For, it was in Calgary. Know, yeah, so if you're paying 40 bucks for yourself, you're paying 40 bucks for your six-year-old. And with the way things are going now with the, the population and COVID, it's almost, it's, and the money people have, who's going to pay 160 bucks for a family of four? And that's without food. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in, B, in Montreal, I got to say, they got it down pot. They have a family zone, which there's only so many tickets. You pay like $29 or $39 for an adult, but for every kid you have, you pay five bucks. Nice. That's, that's you know perfect. I mean? And they have a, a stand just for parents in the family zone area that you pay uh, for two hot dogs, a bag of chips, and a pop, 15 bucks. Yeah, they used to have something similar in Calgary. They had, a, I think it was at the time, the Safeway family zone, and, and it was an alcohol free section. The kids yeah. paid lower prices. and. I'm not going to lie. I took advantage of it where I would buy in the, the Safeway family zone and move over a section because yeah. the, the tickets were cheaper. And then I could uh, uh, sample an adult beverage or two at the game as well. Yeah, but 
all of the um if you're from calgary so you know that they do have a sale it's like you get a few tickets and pop and stuff and you get family and yeah. for like a hundred and something dollars which is a lot cheaper than normal so they've been they've been pushing that in calgary a lot too lately yeah but other teams got to do that but edmonton is i gotta say they they try to get they've given a lot of free tickets out to the to under 17 or, or something i've heard lately and the years and past if you're a certain age you you get in for free so you know what i mean so one of the main reasons we want to have you on our show today is to actually talk about your cross Canada stadium tours. You've now done it twice. Yeah. And Ken, I, I think you want to open it up with a question here for Jason about the tour. Yeah. So you're known around because of the tour, as we've discussed, you've done it twice. Now, where did your love of the league come from and where did the idea of going on cross country to, to, to the games come from? Um, the passion came when I first worked for the Thai Cats selling big steel Kate. You're walking around with the big giant pops and you're selling hot dogs in the stands and pop. And then it just grew. And then the tour started because I honor Canadian soldiers of suicide through my group that I, my friend started, she was a founder and she passed away a couple of years ago of cancer. Sorry about stuff like that, but they had a big giant flag in Saskatchewan on July 1st of 2019 that I wanted to see and some of the people holding it. And I just went to the game and next thing you know, at the time my wife was like, why don't you go to a couple more stadiums? So I went to Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, and then I went home. And then I was at home and I was like, I need to do this again. Like I want to finish all the stadiums now like Moncton, BC, Edmonton, Calgary. So I basically, and then I, I was, I told the truth about in Saskatchewan, it wasn't the greatest experience that, because the tie cats were playing. I, you know, I wear my tie cats stuff, no matter where I go, no, who matter who's playing. And, and Cal tire reached out and said, I have season tickets. He's the owner of Cal tire in um, Regina. So he reached out and said, I got a pair of tickets. You want them and you can come back. So I came back and it was a more better experience. And then I went to Calgary, Edmonton and BC. And, it, and this year, the only places I missed because of COVID and the time frame is Edmonton and BC this year, which next year I pray and hope I can do all the stadiums. Well, you mentioned uh, actually wearing the, the Jersey and that's where I actually found out about you. You were sitting Earlier this year, about 30 rows directly in front of me at the game, I think it was Calgary, was it Toronto or BC that you were at? And it was Toronto. I actually saw you standing about 30 rows right in in front of me with the CFL Hobo jersey on. And I was like, that's interesting. And then I saw some uh, posts on social media uh, shortly after I followed you on Facebook. I was like, and then I kind of, you know, I I reached out to you. And then I was just like, this is amazing what he's doing. Like, this is. The yeah, league needs because I even have jerseys made for the kids that say yeah. CFO Hobo one and two. Yeah, I saw those nice. too, and I was just like, "This is so awesome!" And I, yeah. when I looked up what you do for the league, I was like, "I have to talk to this guy." I love the Canadian Football League. Ken loves the Canadian Football League. I was like, "I, I have to talk to Jason because he has so many good stories." Um, one thing I want to ask you is how has the stadium tour allowed you to connect with other CFL fans around the league and, and tell us about some of the different fan bases? 
Calgary was this year was one of the best because uh, a, name, a guy named Mark, he basically reached out and said that come to my house and stay for a few days. And I was like, kind of, whoa, really? So I showed up on the Saturday before the game on that Saturday. And I showed up and he was like, well, when you get back from the game, we're not going to be here. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, our older kids will be at work and stuff, but I trust you enough. We're flying to BC for two days. So you and the kids have the house. You know what I mean? So it was pretty cool. And then Randy, <coughs> sorry, Randy, he reached out and he got me tickets for the game. And then also Nick Steakhouse, which everybody knows in Calgary or anybody that goes to the games, that's the place to go besides tailgating. And I met Nick and stuff. A lot of people were shocked. Nick was, you know what I mean? And I met Nick and Randy also gave my kids tickets for Callaway Park, which is like a mini Disneyland for kids. So, but Saskatchewan, I I, lo I like Saskatchewan now. Um, my kids love it too. And the, they're different. They they love football. They're, they're That's positive. an understatement. Well, yeah. there's only that. Yeah. There's not in farming in, in Saskatchewan, you know what I mean? So they live and die by it. Edmonton, the Edmonton group there is amazing because I got to do the horn, which is no other person beside that from any other team gets to do it. And the guy's like, when Edmonton scores their first touchdown, jump up there and start cranking it. So I jump up there. Yeah. Thanks for notifying the security guards. They got a little antsy. <laughs> <laughs> And they come towards me and stuff. And the guy's like, oh, no, no, he's okay. And the guy's like, he's in a tie cat uniform. No, you got to find out who he is first. Because Edmonton was awesome. They gave me parking passes. They gave me halftime show tickets. They gave me everything. BC is is an awesome stadium. The corridor, the only thing I know is it's really hot. But they, <laughs> they gave me a Mike Riley uh, bobblehead. BC Place gave me one of their scarves and stuff. They were awesome. And a gentleman that I can't remember his name that I haven't connected with this year. He took me out to, because the tailgating at in, in um, BC, you can't do because it it's basically downtown. Right. So there's nowhere to do it. So he took me to a, a sports bar and we, and we ate and stuff. I tried the giant hamburger that BC has. Um, and when it, in Saskatchewan, they have a two foot hot dog with bacon and nacho cheese on it. Oh. In Edmonton, they don't have nothing. Besides the Edmonton group, they have the slush juice. You know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the vodka and orange juice. They have it even at tailgating. And it was like, whoo, I'm not going to eat games for three hours. I'd be sleeping on the street. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I drink at the tailgating, not, not pretty, not hard. Because, you know, drinking and driving, I never do. Because I was hit by a drunk driver in November 11th of 2007. Ooh, terrible. I, um, Calgary, you know, the tailgating's outside. It's amazing. It's just like anywhere in Hamilton and stuff. And they're amazing people that I, I love Calgary. I know it's an older stadium, but I love that older stadium. Because in, in the big stadiums, like Saskatchewan, which was built by the same people that built Dallas, as far as I know, um, you feel great. You're close to the field and stuff. But in the old stadium, sitting on that bench, it just – it brings back memories of being an Ivor win. So it's just, and then Moncton, I went to in 2019 and stuff, and they only held 5,000. It was Montreal and um, uh, Toronto. 
and stuff. And it's just it's just amazing meeting the team because in Montreal, they basically McGill's awesome. If you've never been there, you got to go there at least once in your time. And they gave me a CFL Hobo Montreal Alouettes jersey. Wow. And stuff. And yeah, nice. they were amazing. Like they're my second team. Like they were amazing. They got a couple times they gave me free tickets to go to the games and stuff. And a lot of fans and family, CFL family, they've given me most of the tickets that I go to the games and stuff, or they'll sell them to me uh, tickets, like four tickets for a hundred bucks and stuff. And, uh, and I'll give the extra ticket away. Like I did yesterday. I gave it to a girl named Janet. And also I, I got tickets from um, a lady in BC this year three sets of tickets and all I have to do is donate some money to the uh, food bank in Hamilton. That's great. That's awesome. Um, having recently, having recently myself had the pleasure of sharing my season tickets with my kids. How exciting was it for you to introduce your sons, uh, Drew Brees and Marquise Colston to the CFL in this way and how much appreciation do they have for getting to experience the league in such a unique manner? Uh, like the CFL has been amazing to them. You know what I mean? And the fans have been awesome. And my kids love meeting people. They love tailgating. And I know yesterday, like we were driving to Hamilton and uh, my, my son out of the blue, he was like singing the Oski Louie song. And I never taught him. It. I've never, if he doesn't want to pick it, doesn't pick it up, but he did the whole thing. And I have a video of it on my CFO Hobo page. And it was just like, the experience and the friends and the family they've met and made is just like, it's amazing. Like everybody loves them. Like you've seen and they've just come out in droves and just put them under their wings and stuff. Like when I'm at a football game, my kids can walk around and people are like, we're watching them. Don't worry about it. Like you just, you do your thing and we got your kids. It's just like, everybody loves them. And it's just, it, it, I love it. Like they can walk around the whole tailgating and never get lost because everybody's out watching for them. So it's just amazing. And they love being at the games. I just, it's just, it's a surprise of how, how far the, the tour across Canada has become. It's become almost 2000 on my Facebook page, but there's a lot of people that are on my page that don't follow or they haven't pushed the like button. You know that, you know what I mean? And there's so many other CFL sites that I'm on. People love it. This year um, was a big surprise. This, um, and we were in Ottawa and I got fan of the game. And and oh, it was wow. like, I was, I was shocked. And um, they gave you a little cookie with the name of the teams playing and fan of the game, big Joe's fan of the game. There was one person on Facebook that had something to say about it. Well, why didn't we give it to a raid pay? And then if you read the messages under it, he's like, Do you know what he does for the CFL? It's fan of the game. It's not Red Blocks fan of the game. And it was funny to read the comments that people were like, You don't understand what he's done for the league and how far he's been across Canada and stuff. And that's how it ended. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, with your sons going on. The, the tour with you this year from their perspective is there a couple experiences that stick out the most for them that they just kind of always talk about or you know I said there is their favorite mo favorite part of it 
they they love Calgary just the way that people brought them in and the things that to go to somebody's house and show up on a Saturday, <coughs> excuse me, and him to say, oh, well, I'm leaving now, you know what I mean? And you guys got the house. And then we were there from Saturday till Wednesday. So it was like five days we were there. It was just amazing. And to go for dinner um, with Randy and stuff at Nick's and to have them pay. And then he's like, Randy's like, you're not paying nothing. I, I got it covered. You know what I mean? It's just my kids love, like, I was like, do you want to go to football this weekend two days before the game? And then they're like, damn right. Let's go Hamilton. And then they, they're excited to go to the games and they met Manny and, and their kids and they, they make, they make so many friends and they just, it'll be a lifetime experience for them. That, and in Montreal, all of our um, Ottawa Valley meets was in Montreal, which is a, um, is a butcher here, which is does local stuff. And uh, they were there and they were amazing with the kids like tailgating. I, I never have to bring anything. Just, you know what I mean? And this weekend they, um, they're called the litter box group group. They're in Lottie. And they basically gave my kids um, um, Halloween bags and stuff and candies filled in it. You know what I mean? So they were, in heaven they they probably ate more candy yesterday than they ate in a year <laughs> <laughs> is there uh is there any cfl games that you've attended that have really stood out to you as like being the cfl experience kind of wrapped up in a bow and what are some of the best games in general you've ever been to yeah that's what i've always even from our last interview i said that i never not, nothing really stuck out like in the game wise you know what i mean it's the experience that i love it never, all oh, this team won. I love when the Argos lose. You're, everybody knows that. I'm a Ticat fan. <laughs> I can, like, everybody's like, oh, a couple of Ticat, old, newer Ticat fans, oh, I want the Argos to win. So then Montreal's, like, lost a point. But, like, real Ticat fans are never going for the Argos, no matter if they in first place or not. Ken and I, and, I feel the same about the Riders. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So you're never going again. And it's just you just being at a game like you guys know and everybody that follows me most of the the games i go to the Ticats aren't playing i i was lucky in 2019 a lot of them are against the argos and they were a bad team then <laughs> so it was just just being with the fans and the support and I, nothing really stuck out of, of the game because a lot of the times i'm watching it but also i'm taking pictures with people <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And a lot of, like, we were in Montreal, Max, he used to work for the Argoletts. He was the guy that basically took people around that wanted to see the league and never, but he, they reached out to me and I, and he took me on the field during the um, pre-warm up. And he was like, you know, the fan, the, a lot of the players will not come over during pre-warm up. And then he was like shocked when the players were running to me. <laughs> And taking pictures. They're and not supposed like, to do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So 2019, it was and the players were coming over getting pictures. And, and then you hear another player. What, I'm not good enough to get a picture with now? And I even, <laughs> if you see from 2019, I even got pictures with the refs and stuff. So he was like, a Max is like, I've never seen that. I've never seen players just out of practice, pre-warm up, come over to somebody to get pictures with them. Uh, and I never knew that how much 
the players have watched my journey too. Because when 2019, even BC was like, when you coming back out BC, we'll make it a better time next time you come. And I didn't make it this year, but it, I will 2022 uh, for sure make it to out there. Yeah, I think the the players and and organizations appreciate when fans take the time to show their love of the game and put the effort into it like you are. It's it's how the league is successful. So, oh yeah, because it, it like a lot of the players when I ask for a pitcher, it, they the it feels like they're ha- I'm they're I'm happy they do it for me and stuff, but they want to do it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like. A lot of people have asked on my Facebook page, how do you get pictures with all these players? How do you? I, I, you know what I mean? I just ask, and they want to. And, like, LaPolice yesterday, what he said, when he said that, thank you for what you do for the CFL, it was it was a shock, but it was just, like, there's people watching from back behind the scenes, you know what I mean, that you never know until, like, he was, he was, like, him and Fandus were talking and after he gave me his whole mm-hmm. attention, he took like, he was right. Like you see, you've seen the picture on CF yeah. on my site. He was right into it. You know what I mean? It was just like, Oh, I'm just getting a picture. He, he was right into it. And there were, there's some players that were edgy at first and, mm-hmm. Oh, I know who you are. And they want, you know what I mean? There it's been an awesome experience and my kids love it too. Actually two weeks ago, uh, out front of McMahon Stadium before the game, I'm with my daughter and walk, you know, right there, John Cornish. And my daughter was like kind of almost uh, almost starstruck. And I was just like, I'm like, do you want a picture with John? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, John, John, get over here. Take a picture yeah. with my daughter. And he was so good about it. And my uh, my daughter had kind of, you know, yeah. fleshy cheeks and was a little overwhelmed. But you're right. They are. They want to grow the game just as much as anybody else. And it's it, that's one thing I love about the CFL and its players is they know that it's a small league and they know they have to interact with the fans. But but the, the thing is, they don't do it because they don't want to. They want to. Like, they love that interaction because I met Cornish years ago. And, and I also met him on the tour. I was leaving Calgary and I stopped by the store. And it didn't – like, the store's atmosphere, if you've been to the store – they don't like, they don't interact that good with the fans that come in. It's I would like, agree. The two old guys are just like, hello. I'm like, you, and I'm mean, like the Cornish man, this really sucks. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, he doesn't even, like, they don't even greet him. Like he, like, you know what I mean? And, and then 2021, I was, we were, I was at the game and Cornish was in the section and, uh, his wife was with them and she's like, Oh, I remember who you are. You're here again. And we were talking and stuff and, and, and Cornish was trying to get away, but people just kept getting them. And then he's like, Oh, I have to go now and stuff. And, but he made sure for me and my kids to get a picture before, because the, from the past experiences we've had been amazing and we got a picture with him. He's a great guy. Yeah. They definitely want to help grow it. Like we, we interviewed Kelly Bates of the BC lines, their offensive line coach. And he helped us figure out how to get more interviews, like who to go to or how to yeah. approach teams to do it. Cause we didn't know we would just shoot a player or whatever, a, a message on Twitter and hope it landed. And it did with him and he helped Apparently us. Out there's like, official channels you're supposed to go. Yeah. Through. <laughs> yeah. We, but, yeah there's, 
media yeah. you talk to. Yeah, but he like he was great in helping us find the right path to be able to continue it on. And you know, we we spoke to TJ Lee, we had Rick Campbell on, Kelly Bates, oh, yeah. uh, Derek, Derek Dennis. Dennis. Like, like the guys are great to talk to, and they're they're more than willing to. And that's what the, was so great about this league. But it, it's just the, the CFL as a whole is amazing. But Rosie, he's an amazing guy and stuff, but. I've had people, uh, more than a few people, if you even on my CFO Hobo site and stuff, they've said, why doesn't Rosie or somebody reach out to you and you're an ambassador to this game? You grow, like, you love the league more than anybody we've ever seen. And it's just like, I've talked to Rosie, like, have you seen in 2019 when we could do the touching, like, everybody, I've seen him, like, 10 times on the tour. Not once, did, you know what I mean? He just, he needs, I don't know what he needs to do, but he needs to interact with people more and take the opportunities of the fans. He's about growing in Mexico, international players. I agree with that. But without us fans and people talking to the commissioner, he needs to look for the little people, you know what I mean? The CFL is a gate-driven league, and you need asses in the seats to turn a profit. And actually, we had a conversation last week that I think we need to revisit this week, and that was in regards to CFL merchandising. I can kind of express your frustrations, and I, I know, Jason, you you feel the same way about how difficult it is just to buy a jersey in this league. Right. Like yeah. we talked last week when you didn't push record. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> that they need like uh, I know people don't like hearing the NFL word, but they got it down pat. You go to one page, you're not paying six different prices if you have a family. Like if you have, they love somebody else. Unless you live in Saskatchewan, you have no choice. But <laughs> you you go to the one site and you buy from the warehouse, the store, and it has the same price for everything. There, every team is on the page. You buy. You have three people that like different teams. You buy from that site. You don't have to be offset. I. No matter if it's one in house in the CFL, you have to go to six different stores and you're paying different prices because taxes and the taxes different in Alberta than Ontario. But if they you went to the same page and you were just even if you had to pay a little more because of taxes, right? Two different taxes in Ontario and then Alberta. But you you wouldn't you wouldn't have to go to three different pages to find something. You want a jersey, you go to one site, you pick three, and you pay whatever it is. They need to do that because most people get frustrated when you go to a page, then you're sent to another page, then you got to do this, and then it's just like oh, like <clears throat> it's just like in Ottawa, they don't have Ticketmaster. So it's harder to buy stuff because they're through a different company. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. You need to be able to buy from one per one site and not have different rules for different teams. Like when you, you basically on Ticketmaster, you could use PayPal and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And in, in, in um, Ottawa, you have to use a visa or a credit card because they're on a different system. Hmm. Yeah, and stuff. So, yeah, they're totally a different system, and it's a lot harder. 
Yeah, I think with the merchandising, and the NFL does do it a hell of a lot better than the CFL. And I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Um, but they got it right with you pay one price for the same product, regardless of the team, player, everything yeah. else. The CFL, if you want a, you know, Bo Levi Mitchell or a Brandon Banks jersey and it's stitched, well, you're paying more because it's two digits. But if you yeah. want a player like a, a TJ Lee who wears a single digit, number six, you're paying less. Like to me, that has got to be one of the dumbest things out there. And the fact that you can go out and go on nflshop.com.ca, whatever, because they cater to both, and you can get a stitched replica jersey for about 150, I think, or less if you get it on sale. And in for CFL teams, not a single price is the same, and you're paying over $200 for a jersey. How are you engaging the fans to buy your merchandise if you, you can't have a set price and an easy way to get it? I was in BC uh, not too long ago, back in September, and I was looking to get a jersey because if I get it online from the BC Lions, I have to pay probably close to was like 20 or $30 in shipping yeah. to get it here on top of paying 200 plus dollars for a jersey. That is ridiculous. And because of uh, COVID, you can't order it and pick it up at their facility like you could do most times to save yourself that shipping. Mm-hmm. And then I looking, looking in sport check, looking in other stores, uh, lids, all the Jersey city, you can't find a good selection of CFL merchandise. And if you want to grow the game, you have to partner with these stores and say, I want a section that is CFL. I want to have every single team's hat in there. I want to have a selection of jerseys, even blank. You guys can do the, the heat pressing of the numbers if you want. We'll send them away to get the stitching done, whatever. You can do that with NHL and every other jersey. The mm-hmm. CFL needs to do that. And I know BC's new owner, Omar Duman, has talked a lot about turning BC orange and getting more BC Lion jerseys on people's backs than NFL jerseys. And the only way to do that is you fix your price points and you make it a hell of a lot easier to do. And until that happens, maybe he can do that with the Lions because it's his team and he can set whatever he wants. But until they actually do it, the team is always going to trail in merchandise because it's a lot easier to get an NHL and NFL and MLB, NBA jersey, hat, T-shirt, whatever, than it is for Canada's game the cfl oh yeah because if you if you're in the city you can go to the store but anywhere else you basically got to order unless you find something on a walmart like there's not a spot there's not they don't have one set store like major league sports they have one company that sells all their stuff they have no store which a lot of our fans are upset about but if you don't live in that city where the store is you can't you don't get nothing and like the shipping across, you need a, a sponsor across Canada that has a place with a section of certain teams. Because you can look at the NFL and stuff. You go in the States and stuff, they have them everywhere. You know what I mean? Like you're finding everything and you need one spot to buy everything and you need a bigger corporation to, to sell. Like so if they have sports check, then why don't you have every 
least a selection of CFL stuff you can buy at the store because you can go a lot of places and you'll never find CFL stuff. You mentioned and, that last week about Toronto. Yes. Like you, Toronto, you can, you, they have no store. You don't find anything. You go to Walmart once in a while, you'll see some Argo stuff, but how old is that? Who's wearing it? You know what I mean? You're not wearing old stuff. Like the, a lot of Argo fans want the boat, the new logo that they're using again and they can't find it. You know what I mean? And you, you got to go to their site and stuff and, they're not, if you go on their site, well, when I went on last, I'm not saying now, but when I went on the Argo site to look, you couldn't find the boat uh, jersey. And people want that stuff. You want to be able to buy the new logo, not old logo. You know what I mean? They want the new stuff. Like you go to the Ticat site or the store, they have everything. Like they're huge, like Saskatchewan. See, they're stores, they have everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in Calgary, they have a they have a smaller store, and you can still buy stuff. And I never checked out BC, but unless you're in that city, you cannot go to the store and buy. Yeah, yeah. In your travels, Jason, you've had a chance to meet some pretty influential figures in the Canadian Football League. Let our listeners know some of the the biggest names that you've got to kind of you know cozy up to, and and who have been some of the more influential uh, figures that you've got to meet. I met Karari, the coach of Montreal. He signed my, because the CFL Hojo jersey, I wore, which I didn't wear tie cats that game because it was part of the deal. They set me up. They were like, how do we get you a Montreal jersey? And I was joking. I didn't think they were serious. I said, if you get a CFL Hobo jersey, my size, and put CFL Hobo back, I'll wear it for that game. And what did they do? <laughs> they got me. At, so Kahari and Adam, the quarterback for, um, from Montreal signed it. So I have it in my closet and won't, I won't wear that again, but Cornish has been amazing. Like every time I'm in Calgary, I see him. He's been great until them guys were awesome until last night when I met LaPlice after the game, if it, it, it was so genuine, what he said, like, I didn't know that coaches were watching. I know coach. O, he's awesome and stuff. But when he looked at me in the eyes and said, you could tell he was telling, he wasn't bullshitting. He was honest. He said, thank you for what you're doing for the CFL. And he didn't say this league, you know what I mean? He said, thank you for what you're doing in the CFL. And it just, like, even the post that I put on Facebook, it, it shocked me. It was like, I didn't think that I was, you know what I mean? I know that a lot of people love me and I love them back. But just to have the coach say that to me and get a nice picture, because you if you've seen the picture, that he was sincere, you know what I mean? What about Pinball Clemens? He's a very big, very yeah, big uh, face of the I, CFL. Like you've seen a picture. I have a few pictures with him, and we've had chats. And he, he is the most genuine person. I don't know if he ages. <laughs> you know, He's he just like me. me. Yeah, he looks oh, like easy. And, you know what I mean? It's like he's amazing, and I hope he grows Toronto and stuff. But with MSL, I don't think they care enough for to push it like he wants to. If could you imagine if Pinball was the owner of the Argos? He should like, be. Yeah, yeah, he should be. Like they need an owner that cares about the team and Pinball. 
He's given them his life to the Argos. Once he became an Argo, he's he is so passionate. He's at every game. He goes on the road with them, like everything. And I've met Pinball everywhere in the CFL. I met him in Moncton. I, I've met him every place that the Argos, I've met him. And at the award shows, he, he is an amazing gentleman. And he loves the CFL like nobody else. Me and him tell, should partner up. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about going to a game in Toronto. All we ever see is the doom and gloom. There's nobody in the stands. Nobody cares. What's it actually like at BMO Field? Like you go to, I gotta say, like the lifers of the uh, they have the in the stands. They love their football. They they're a passionate group, and it's sad that a lot of people complain on Facebook. Oh, there's not many fans. How many people have complained on Facebook about the Argos that really have been to a game? Who's went tailgating this year, which the tailgating has grown a lot. It's like Hamilton and, and um, Calgary. Like, they have a lot of people that, that um, do tailgating now and stuff. But all these people saying, oh, we only got 6,800 people or we got 9,000, 9,800. They're, they're all saying, oh, they're not growing and stuff. Well, if you stop complaining and go to a game, then the numbers will go up. But the fans that are at the games, they're dedicated. They love their Argos and stuff. If they had a bigger fan base, then they would be, you wouldn't hear all, there's all these people in the stands and stuff. Stop complaining and go to a game. Because the people that are at the game love the Argos. And I'm... They're so passionate, like Hamilton. We know we're passionate about our team. Everybody's passionate about the team, but they they have a good fan base. But people got to stop complaining and go to a game. Yeah, I think I think being at BMO is a better situation for them. I went yeah. to uh, this was 16 years ago, so I think it was Toronto versus Calgary at Rogers Center when I was in Toronto, and that place whether it's a baseball game. So I went to both. I went to Jay's game and the Argos game. If the team's not doing well, because there's so much else going on in Toronto, uh, it's a cavern. It is empty. And I think you could really see that when they were in Rogers center. So I think BMO is a better fit, but it would be great to get it to a point where BMO was full and they had to go back to Rogers center because they needed more, more seats. More, yeah. more, more capacity because for as much as MLSC does not seem to really care about the league, the league sort of needs Toronto for they do. TSN and everything else yeah. because we all know when it comes to our sports networks, they all revolve around Toronto. So yeah. the league needs Toronto, but the league needs an engaged Toronto. That's the problem. And while MLSC is there, that's going to be difficult. <laughs> But if the MSLE, they need to push the Argos more. They got to show the people the Argos are in the community. They're at the schools. They're doing food drives. They're doing that stuff. But now, see they don't show that to the public. No. They, you know what I mean? Like, the leagues could suck, and they do now. And you still have a full stadium. It's just they don't push the Argos at all, which... <clears throat> Yes, the Ticat fans hate, we don't like the Argos, but we want them to succeed for the league. We want more people. And 
when you have your team there and the Hamilton Ticat fans are there, we feel like the home team. You know what I mean? And it's, you need to, MSL needs to push. Like they push the Raptors like large. They pick the least large. TFC, they need to, if they put 1% of what they did for the Argos and the Raptors, do you know how much publicity be out there for the, for the Argonauts? And they need to do that because we all care about each team, no matter if we're fans that fight all the time, mm-hmm. each other's team. We love the CFL and they need to push more. Like I know TSN this year, I got to admit, they have showed more sponsorship of things for the, for football CFL. Like you see the commercials more now to push the league and stuff. And there's people in Toronto, like we've seen a sign that said CFL or something. Well, why doesn't MSL, you'll see Argo stuff everywhere showing, oh, there's a game here. If they want it, like people were saying, there's a few fans, if you sell, you have 9,800 people and you have a stadium the size of you do, why don't you sell cheaper, like game day specials, sell cheaper tickets? Even if people are paying half price on game day and they would have a full house. They're still there. They're yeah. still there. You're still making your money. We know that Argos are right off for MSL. Come on. Everybody knows that. But if you're selling half price tickets on game day, only game day, then you'll sell more tickets. At least, and they'll see the, the what's on the field. They'll be like, oh, my God. If you want to pick your new generation, go to the groups in Toronto, the kids' groups, and give tickets to them. Like, here's 100 tickets. Or, you know what I mean? And get the kids and parents out there to see that the product on the field is worth it. So something we asked pretty much all of our guests about Canadian Football League, what's the best city for the non-CFL experience? And what city has the best food and what is it? Um, the, uh, I missed the one in, in Winnipeg because they have a giant burger. And the Wolby least- Burger. Yeah, I want to try that one. I and I haven't in two years, but BC they have the big burger. But like without the COVID and stuff, BC they like outside they have like different sponsors and stuff doing stuff. Like Husky is there because Husky knew who I was too. What you know they do the gas stations. They gave me one of their dogs and stuff. It was pretty cool. But I can't. I. For the experience, Calgary is amazing. I love Calgary, like the atmosphere and stuff. And the, the way they tailgate is like it, it should be done. And Toronto, I got to say this year, their tailgating has gone from zero to like, wow. Like there's a lot of tents now. Like there's 60. And, and, and Major League Soccer has nothing to do with it. Before they used to have the gated thing, you had to have a ticket to get in. You have 50 security guards, but now the fans are running it and nobody's bothering them. And it's just, they love their football. Like, you know, the diehard Argo fans are there to, you know what I mean? And Saskatchewan, they used to have the outdoor stuff, but it's all by the team. They just don't, you see a few on a lawn, maybe one couple doing it but it's just not the same for calgary and montreal they do it outside their gates they let it happen it's just you need the tailgating to have the full experience of the being at a cfl game 
Like yesterday, we started at 9.44 in the morning. There's people there <laughs> before me. Like the 7 a.m. in Labor Day, you're starting at 7 a.m. You know what I'm saying? Calgary, uh, Toronto, Edmonton's amazing. They do the same thing. They have it in their parking lot. And you just need that ex- full experience to get into the game. And it's amazing. Well, that's great. So we're we're coming up on, on time here, Jason. So people right. can find you. Uh, yeah, it's, it goes by quick when it's with good conversation. Um, people can find you on social media, Facebook and Twitter at CFL Hobo. Um, yes. So just quick here, what's next for you? And maybe throw in some of the charitable work that you, you do. I, I, I like the last game of the Thai cats game. I gave two tickets away that I had given, given long as I give a donation to a food bank in Hamilton, which I'll do soon. Um, I gave two vet tickets to um, um, two vets. One did 32 years, one did 28 years in the military. And then I also, on the 28th game, the 20th game of November, I gave to a first responder to go to the game. Um, and then I give tickets out. If you see on my side, I give my season t- tickets just to somebody to go. But I always make sure they have a kid to have That's that awesome. experience. That's you great. know what I mean? And I want pictures from the game and stuff. And I also, I run Honor Canadian Soldiers for Soldiers of Suicide, which were on hiatus because of COVID and my our founder dying. We've stepped back. But I go to a lot of events for soldiers. I've done the Reynolds for Heroes uh, Gala and, and stuff. It just, I give back more than I, I get. But the, the CFL family uh, this year has given so much. I don't do it for any, for publicity or any, I never knew it would be this big. <laughs> I just thought I'm going to enjoy my doing it. And, and the, and the CFL families just jumped on board with it. And cause there's people out there that will never do what I do. And they li- like, you read the comments, they live through me. Yeah. Like they, they love seeing the pictures and, and my kids I've had the life, the, no, most kids will never have the, the experience they have had, like going across to see the Canada, but also seeing the fans in Winnipeg everywhere. Yeah. And Winnipeg has tailgating too, and they're amazing. It's just having that experience to meet people. And like my son says, you know, everybody, you're famous. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's well, just like they, they go to school and they tell their kids, oh, I do this and I do that. And the teacher's like, wow. You know what I mean? Nice. Well, at this time, Jason, we'd like to uh, thank you for taking the time to, you know, talk about the game we all love so much and sharing some truly amazing stories about your adventures across Canada, especially with your boys. We're big fans of what you do. Ken and I have all the time in the world to talk to fans like you. Thank you so much, CFO Hobo, for everything you do for our league. Thanks. Hope to yeah. meet you guys when I'm out there next time. Sounds good. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, that's our show for this week. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Don't forget, you can check us out on Unhinged Radio, Mondays, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, unhingedsn.airtime.pro. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks, everyone.